Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to this King's Place podcast. This July, the IGF Guitar Summit is back at King's Place for three days of concerts and courses led by some of the biggest names in the guitar world, including jazz rock star Scott Henderson, the Eden Stell guitar duo and flamenco sensation Manuel Valencia. On this podcast, we talk to the two members of the internationally renowned Eden Stell guitar duo, Mark Eden and Christopher Stell, who will launch their brand new album, Cancione e Dances, on the 22nd of July, the first guitar CD entirely devoted to the music of Catalan composer Frederico Monpol. Mark spoke first. So since we last spoke, you were here for your 25th anniversary. What have you been up to? Well, we've basically been trying to finish up this CD release, which we're, we're doing on the 22nd of July here at King's Place. All the songs and dances, the Cantheoi y Danzas of uh, Federico Monpao. We started this about 10 years ago, where I actually did a few of these songs and dances, which I've always loved listening to. And um, I think I did about three, and they worked beautifully on two guitars. Somehow I did a few more. I seem to be sort of obliged to do the whole lot. So there's 14 in total. Number 13 is actually originally for solo guitar. So there is a sort of guitar connection because Monpo, even though he's predominantly a piano composer, these pieces are sort of, you know, they're, they're based in folkloric tradition of Catalan folk songs and, and other influences. Somehow they, they sort of, you know, they transcend those boundaries of, they're not just pianistic music. They're sort of, they're, they're something else. Could you talk a little bit about the um, process in the studio? How do you find that? Has that changed over the years as well? Well, we're very lucky because the way we've recorded over the years um, hasn't changed at all, actually. We've got a wonderful producer, a stroke engineer, a guy called John Taylor, who's actually a bit of a legend in the guitar world. He was a player himself, but he's gone into recording. and He uses a church, so natural acoustics. We go out to this um, church in Hertfordshire and um, sit there for a few days and stay in the local vicarage. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just so perfect. And we've been doing that since the sort of mid-90s. Well, it's, been, it's been about 20 years now with yeah. John, and I have to say... It's like a trio. It is a trio. <laughs> He's part of the process. I wanted to talk uh, and ask you about the difference between recording and performing live. Going back to the conversation we just had, yeah. I presume the engineer is perhaps your audience. Yes, totally. It's very much music that speaks to the individual. So in a way, it's perfect recording material. You know, it's really that that CD is just it, you put it on and you put your headphones on and you can disappear into your own world. I think technically as well, performing the Monpo is very hard because of the tuning. I think in every single one there's a different set of tuning uh, with the seven string and the trouble is with the strings they take that little bit of time to settle so you're always second guessing you got it just right because they will move do you get anxious when you're retuning yes yeah 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 yeah. no we do because like you know chris is right if we did it from song and dance number one through to 14 it would be absolutely impossible the tunings would be just up and down like mad so what you try and do is come out with a quite a difficult tuning if you see what I mean so we've had an interval or a beginning of a concert to let the string settle and then the next one I I can tune up this is giving all our little trade secrets (laughs) away here if you start to sort of make 
concessions to the guitar and sort of put things up an octave or, or try and put it in the middle sort of range of it all the time, it doesn't sound right. You know, those chords, those sort of Monpao chords, bell-like chords, really need to have those intervals between them. And what's fascinating as well, in my little bit of research, his family actually had a bell foundry. That's right, exactly, yeah. No, I think that's something... You know, when I found that out, um, I, I was just like, that just made so much sense. There's this, what they call the metallic chord he puts into his pieces and he just repeats them and they just kind of sort of get quieter and the way he places them. It was so lucky. There is some fantastic tiny little uh, video clips of um, Monpo playing on television. You know, obviously black and white, it's like in the 60s or something. And he's performing and his sense of timing and rubato within this sort of simplicity of the music is just incredible we it's had amazing. a real dilemma with that actually because if you listen to Monpo playing it's so free and yeah. so roomy but it's still within that wonderful centered pulse now the trouble is if we do that the two of us it can sound wrong simply because yeah because our ensemble just sounds like it's out you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah he plays like it's all over the place but so yeah finding we spent a lot of time trying to find that fine line between sort of trying to make it yeah. precise but not but being free. so precise <laughs> finding a right tempo and also the sort of balance of those chords when we get the tonal balance with those those bell-like chords you know if i had to put harmonics on the top of chords whilst playing the rest of them you very kindly both bought your guitars yeah so um you're going to play something for us yes what are you going to play first? Well, we're going to play um, Song and Dance number 10, which is actually, funny enough, not based on a Catalan folk song. It actually uses music, which is um, from uh, an ancient medieval manuscript, which was collected by this uh, Alfonso the Wise, who's the king. And um, so it's basically, it sounds more like a sort of almost Gregorian chant-like, if you see what I mean. So it's it's got this very sort of modal tone to it, which sounds timeless. And um, I can see why Monpa was really attracted to this music and he used it in, in the song particularly. One thing you kind of hinted at before, but I, I was again from my research, I believe he dispensed with bar lines and key signatures as well. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. I mean, you know, he kept saying to his students, you know, simplify your music more and more and more. You know, do, is anything not necessary in this? And um, and his music got more and more, you know, you know, there was just the notes in the end. There's no there's no time signature. There's no key signature. There's no bar lines. And when you look at it, um, you think it was very, very simple. The composer, I suppose you could say, was a little bit like this, is Satie. What else should we expect on the concert? Well, we've had some great success with an arrangement Chris has made of some Armenian folk songs. Chris's uh, partner is from Armenia. and um, Yes, no, it was, we, were, we were playing out in Armenia and we were asked back, so uh, I, I thought it might be a good idea to try and find something from Armenia to, to present. It's wonderful music and it's actually very unusual. It's something like we've never done before. Uh, Armenian music is based on a series of overlapping tetrachords, so it gives you this almost never-ending scale 
and it gives you this very distinct sound and lots of quarter tones. Uh, it's been quite a challenge to play, but actually the set we do, we do a little set of five, um, again, are very successful. They're very different. Um, in fact, most of the program uh, is going to be based on, uh, on guitar arrangements because then we're having an arrangement I've made of uh, a Suite for Piano by Francis Poulenc. Yeah which was a contemporary of Monpau. Yeah, that's right. Mon- Monpau and him were, funny enough, were really good mates. So that's oh, wow. uh, one of those, again, those weird, weird uh, coincidences for us. That Chris actually made um, his, his Poulenc arrangement quite a few years ago. And then we kind of revisited that while we were doing the Monpau. And because Poulenc also loved the sort of simplicity of um, music, he tended to sort of go into this neoclassical way of sort of writing. So he was very influenced by the sort of musical Couperin and Rameau, which incidentally, we're also playing some Rameau arrangements in this as well. So it's somehow, it's all linking up. I don't know if it's quite by design, but it, we're, we're, <laughs> it's, it is really coming together quite nicely. So. That's the advantage of time, isn't it? Yes. That the, the more that you to go on, the more you can pick and choose and, yeah. and curate. You know, it sort of happened naturally. I can only, you know, can honestly say that the the the, the Rameau, the the Poulenc, and the Monpau all somehow relate together, and then the Armenian folk folk pieces as well. You know, sort of just add richness to that. You know, in in a sort of different thing, but because they're, they're also folk works along with the Monpau thing, so there's this sort of balance there. I wanted to ask you quickly, at IGF Guitar Summit this year, you're also going to be running a workshop. Yes. Um, teaching, is that important yes. to both of you? Definitely. We both we both really enjoy the balance of performing and teaching. I mean, Chris teaches at the Royal College of Music and I teach at Birmingham Conservatoire. For me as well, the students are sort of lifeblood of what we do as well, because to see it, see the guitar getting better, the techniques are getting better, the musicianship better, and to see these young people sort of with the same sort of burn that we had 30 years ago it really keeps you sort of going and they can often inspire you so it sounds like you're excited for the cd to be out Definitely. and <laughs> absolutely we're, so, we're, we're, yep. we're excited and hugely relieved relieved yes it's all in the can yeah, so yeah, we do promise it. it'll be there yeah yeah, yeah. Actually, and just to say, we're actually going to have it printed as an LP as well. Oh, really? Because what yeah. we thought this is going to be next year will be 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So we thought we'll have uh, just a limited edition done for, for sort of just... Uh, it's, a va- it's a bit of a vanity vanity project in the we sense. But vinyl yeah, somehow. Yeah, so something, something about putting, you know, because we were just, again, you know, it was getting older, we were just reminiscing about having records and, and stuff. And there's so much more theatre in, in putting a record on, you know, that sort of whole sense of anticipation. The needle hits the, hits the vinyl and you just kind of, you know, you're, you're thinking, right, I'm going to really listen to this. To finish, you're going to play us another piece, uh, yes. another piece of escapism as, yes. as we walk away. Exactly. Well, this is, um, again, another song and dance. Uh, it's the first one, number one, by, by Monpau. He wrote it in uh, 1920. And uh, again, it's a kind of expression of his um, love of Barcelona, the Catalan tradition. While he was away living in Paris, it's, it's one which has required a bit of arranging and retuning because it's got such a kind of range to it. But I, I think it works. Great, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
thanks to Mark and Chris for talking to us and performing a few of the pieces you'll be able to hear live in the beautiful acoustics of King's Places Hall 1 on Saturday the 22nd of July. This double album launch will also feature Tom Kirsten's dynamic G Plus Ensemble. The IGF Guitar Summit runs from the 20th to the 22nd of July at King's Place. The full programme can be found at kingsplace.co.uk forward slash IGFGS. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. You can find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place, Instagram at King's Place London and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening.